reciprocation. It's, it's the same thing in the bedroom. Just like if you guys that like, I think it would depend on that if you were like obviously better than the other person at cooking. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you, I have never had a girlfriend that wasn't better at sucking my dick than me. <laughs> so I, I feel like I shouldn't. I should be able to rely on them to perform that duty, at which I am not that good. Uh, coaching may have been necessary, <laughs> but that's okay. You can. Yeah. Let's a keep. willingness to try. That's all I'm saying. You just gotta try. You guys saw that. <laughs> what? Well, the, we're not gonna teeth incident. I never. I don't think I ever saw well, anything. I know a couple people did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Was, that, was that Andrew and Edsel? And yeah, I just. Yeah, I think you probably know better than the truck. Yeah. <laughs> My... oh, Happy man. New Year's, listeners. <laughs> I was so I walked into work yesterday and I go up to the bar, hanging out, talking to one of the brewers, and the guy behind them they're they're exchanging photos. Uh I wasn't sure, you know, they were showing each other their cell phones. I don't know, I'm not aware of what's going on and as I walk up, the guy behind the bar goes, Look at this So me and the brewers look look down at his phone to see his dick. Yeah. In the middle of the fucking middle of the afternoon, he's at work. And he's just got his dick pics up on his iPhone, showing them to people at the bar. Yeah, I never had to deal with that before. The, wow. the closest uh, one place I worked, like back in the the the, the back area in the kitchen, in the annals. Like there was a, obviously like a wall where no customer was going to be able to see it. So somebody had pulled out their their iPod and had put it up on the uh, um, the uh, uh, what's the it's I put it up somewhere so that everybody could watch it who was working back there, mm-hmm. and there was, it was just porn. Plenty. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think that only happened once, but was, as far as I was aware, because I was on the That's register awkward. for a period of time. Yeah, I walk back there to grab something, and I look over, and I'm like, oh, guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, happy New Year's. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to hit the music. Okay. All right. Hit it. I'm going to hit it. And we're back. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Kind of Epic Show. Hello. Um, Good job. Just to warn everybody, we're going to be talking about the movies of 2014. We all compiled lists and so forth of our favorites, shittiest, and so on and so forth. Um, So there will be spoilers. Um, If you don't want to hear spoilers about things that came out months ago, you should probably stop listening. Or almost a year ago, in some opinion, yeah. in some cases, maybe. Anyways, this is episode 141. Mm-hmm. 141. Yeah. Urine review. Yeah. That's a prime um, number. No, wait. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, that doesn't really matter. We're not mathematicians, <laughs> but... No, no, we are not. Anyway, uh, because David deleted an episode... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we, we did a beer corner. <laughs> For January... That was that was long. There was a lot of beer involved. And, uh, hey, we still have to drink it, so that was a plus. Oh yeah, but it's a little annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're doing me. a sort of uh, beer corner while we do our 2014 year review, um, and we're starting with Blue Blood Brewing Company's uh, Pods. Pods. Anyone? Pods. Pods. Okay. P O D. Yeah, you know me. Um, <laughs> no. Wasn't that a band? 
POD, yeah. POD was, yeah. Payable. Well, I don't know if it stood for payable on death in their case, but... Yeah, because they were Christian band, right? Were they? They started out like that, yeah. It was widely yeah. Dis- that's why it was widely disputed whether yeah, or not yeah. the name was payable on death. Um, like, you pay for your sins. I didn't know they started out as a Christian band, because it definitely <laughs> didn't end up like that. <laughs> well, I think it was like one of those situations where like they were vaguely Christian in the sense that they were... Doing like, Jesus poses? Like Scott Snap? <laughs> Did you hear what the fuck happened there? No. He's like broke ass now. <laughs> and apparently he's fucking crazy. I believe it. <laughs> you would think, like, I think at the time when Creed had one of the highest selling albums of all time, you'd think there would be some money left from that. Or, or, yeah. I don't know what the fuck you do with that amount of money. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, this is Pods. Um, alcohol content is 5.6. Um, and I'm not seeing an IBU anywhere. It's not listed. Uh, anyway, let's it's not very high the rundown. Tell, well, tell us about the uh, company right there. It's from Nebraska? I mean, I don't know what you want from okay. me. <laughs> I was going to read okay, this. That works. <laughs> the rundown. Pods ESB. What does ESB stand for? Extra, Extra special, special bitter. Oh. Sweet yet better. Words. The app we describe our co-founder, Pod, and this easy-drinking yet flavorful beer. Deriving its sweetness from the malt and its bitterness from the hops, this extra-special bitter was one of the first beers to bear the Blue Blood name. It's an original. It's a tad tenacious, but refreshingly laid back, just like someone we know. So there we go. So Pod is apparently the founder of the company, and this is Pod's ESB. Right. Hmm. Alright. There's a little bit left in here. Just a little taste of something sour in there, which I don't mm-hmm. mind. I like that. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's alright. Smells like beer. Kind of sweet, you know? Yeah, they, I think that sweet. they're right. It's well balanced. I'll say that for it. Look, a lot, of, a lot of bitters that I've had are, like, super bitter, and this is, well, a lot of ESBs are usually super bitter, but this one's not. I would love yeah. to know the IBU on it. If only more breweries would put that information on the can. That's pretty nice. Are we we going to the next beer? The goal was to sip these. It is. Yeah, we'll we'll (laughs) sip the beer. Let's let's start talking Um. movie. (laughs) Gilman, why don't you start us off with like your first three or so movies, and then we'll Well, we'll do one of your your bottom. Yeah, I'll start from the bottom. Yeah. So, uh, my number ten is uh, Godzilla. Anybody okay. else have, their on there? have that on there? I, I don't have Godzilla on my list. Yeah, I didn't wow. even put it on the list. I, 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 though I did really enjoy it. Yeah, the same here. It's in my my next ten. You know, had your 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 yeah, your extra almost. credit. Yeah, my my, my almost. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah, Godzilla was definitely what. Like, I think the sole reason it's on the list is just because it's one of the most visually impressive movies of the year. Honestly, like just. The way that was filmed, like everything concerning Godzilla, the way it was shot, the way it was conceived, the the build up to the monster fight at the end, and then the epic monster fight at the end that was just phenomenal looking. With some of it, like it, it didn't. It was a. It was. It showed good judgment and conservatism. Like instead of just like having Godzilla just blast everything, they saved it for big moments. So like when he did use his uh, uh, breath his atomic breath for the first time it was a legitimate moment of like the camera following up the 
the, the, the spines as the they turned blue and then he just right. saw it blue. And, and then like when he opened up the monster's jaw and just blew right into it. It, it was, was pretty intense shotgun. Yeah. yeah. It, there was a lot of iconic visuals on there that were just phenomenal. It does to a certain degree have its weakness. Like it, when I got out of there I knew that it wasn't a movie that I wasn't going to go out and see again mm-hmm. because it, to a certain degree it, it's got a bit of a drag in it like concerning the human character sometimes like once Brian Cranston you know bites it. Yeah. Like he was the person you gave the most shit shits about versus his son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But uh um Still, I, I I thought it was gorgeously shot, and I love the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, my number ten. Oh, uh, I don't know if people have listened to our previous year wrap ups, but I always like to include a horror movie. Normally, at the tenth uh, tenth spot, <laughs> but this this one is actually the highest rated movie I have on my list in my top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babadook. It's an Australian. Uh, it's an Australian horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, this mom and her child are tormented by um, Baba Duke, who just happens to be a child, uh, a children's book uh, character that is tormenting them and coming to life in their house out of a, like I said, a children's storybook. Mm. Um, it, it doesn't play on like the normal scares. There's no jump scares in it. It's really just suspense building. Like on and on and on until the last hoorah in the film, and it was really it was good. I liked it. Nothing nothing wrong with the movie at all. It was uh, maybe the reviews kind of made it seem a bit scarier than what it was, okay. but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So it made my my top ten, and it's at ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So hmm. yeah, my number ten was Neighbors. Mm. Nice and. I like when I was going through trying to think of all the films that I watched this year. There were just there weren't a lot of comedies that were making the top twenty. I would even say top fifteen or so of, of my films, and that but but neighbors. I just I didn't feel like it was quite as good as uh, the last couple films that Seth Rogen did, mm-hmm. but it was funny. I liked I liked him. Uh, alongside Zach Efron and uh, Dave Franco. That's who mm-hmm. it is. I couldn't think of his first name. I liked him alongside them a lot. Uh, Do you know who Dave Franco dates? Mm-hmm. Alison Brie. Oh, what? I didn't know that. Didn't know yeah. that. prick. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I just thought there were a couple of slapstick gags in that movie that weren't that great, but all in all, it made me laugh pretty hard. Yeah. yeah, actually, before I remembered Snow, like when I I did my list, I was looking at Wikipedia mm-hmm. because Snowpiercer came out last year December, in another country. Yeah. Um, I I initially missed it, but yeah, Neighbors was originally my number ten until I remembered Snowpiercer oh, exists, nice. and then it kicked it off. Yeah, yeah so I I enjoyed the hell out of Neighbors just because I thought they did a good job. Like, they didn't to they didn't villainize anybody. No. Yeah. They, they did a good job humanizing and making you understand everybody's point of view. Like, nobody was outright a dick. No. Everybody was sort of a prick. Ever Like, everybody was drawn like a real person. Mm-hmm. Right. That, Their self-interest. Mm-hmm. That's what you saw. 
Yeah, like, I don't, if you compare it to, like, you know, Animal House, where to a certain degree everybody in that movie is, like, a cartoon character. Yeah. Um, this was a, 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 I don't know, not probably not a real look at a, a frat house, but it just, it, it felt more human. You felt like you could actually connect to everybody. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, so yeah. Uh, I love the the end scene where <laughs> Rogan and uh, Efron or Mod <laughs> yeah outside of uh, American Eagle or whatever it was yeah that's just a good way to end yeah I, I agree um, I I had that in my next set as well um, it didn't make my top ten but I thoroughly enjoyed it oh. uh-huh. wanna move on to number nine yeah let's go on to number, number nine, nine. Um, my number nine was X-Men Days of Future Past. All right. For a moment, I was going back and forth between whether, between it and Godzilla, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, you know what, Days of Fu- Future Past just did a, a much better job with their characters. Yeah. Uh, and... Well, most of them. Most. Oh. What was your, what, what's an issue? Well, it's number six on my list. Yeah. But, um... The first class characters, yes, it did yeah. a great job with. But none oh, of the, the X Men in the future in the future had any character. They had awesome powers. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Blink and the Portal shit was yeah, just, beautiful. Uh, and yeah. I would have liked to see more of it. <laughs> well, I mean, I understand why he didn't. Yeah. I mean, he's only got so much fucking time. Yeah. I mean, he already had to cut out fucking Rogue. Yeah, and who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get more, more of that with the Rogue cut. Yeah, which is why I still haven't bought the damn. Yeah, I haven't bought it either. But, uh, and I don't, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, it was, a part of me still likes First Class mm-hmm. better just because First Class had a better sense of newness to it. There's a lot more energy behind it. But, uh, um, I still, I, I like the character threads they made. Like, I like the idea of Xavier sort of being a burnout. Yeah. Living in his mansion, like he tried and then he failed. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I give up. Oh, turn to drinking. <laughs> and uh, and it also had one of the best action scenes of the year with Quicksilver. Yeah, I mean, that that that, that set a big bar for, for Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from what I've heard from uh, uh, Whedon talking about that, he's kind of like, well, we just we we're we're treating it differently. Like, we're not going to do a scene that was just like that. Yeah. We're, we're going to do more with it, though, because obviously Quicksilver in the movie yeah. a lot more. Yeah. I, I, I kinda like Quicksilver it. was an afterthought to Days of Future Past. Yeah, but, I don't know, he, he, he was a great afterthought. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> I love that they left him behind because he would essentially have broken the movie. Like, I, I'm sort of hoping Wheaton figured out a way to restrain his powers in yeah. Avengers, like, a little bit more so that he isn't like he can't do everything all at the same time or something yeah um so yeah uh, uh, X-Men X-Men was pretty fun I enjoyed it yeah like I said it was uh my number six film on my list at 91% on Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. so Everybody did you have it on your list oh yeah where did you have it where did you have it number three number three wow, wow. see the thing is I, I mentioned that I watched probably most of the shittiest movies of 2014 there was some truth to that but I also missed uh, a lot of the, what I would have considered to be, um, like, art pieces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a one, uh, one qualifier I would have for this list 
is it, these are the movies that we saw in yeah. right yeah. we didn't see yeah. everything yeah there's a shit ton of Oscar movies that I'd still like to see that have like just come out like the that. imitation game yeah. Fox Captain mm-hmm. Fox Catcher yeah. uh, the, I think those are both playing right what's yeah. the what's uh, the hell, one I Birdman what's the one with Chris or yeah with Hemsworth with, uh, with Hemsworth. Black Hat Black Hat, yeah. Is that it's not really shit? No. Okay. No, yeah. Um, I don't think that's an Oscar movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Speaking of art house films, my number nine, Grand the Grand Budapest to, uh, Hotel. Number nine? Yeah. I saw a couple I, lists online that had that ranked as number one. Wow. I am a Wes Anderson fan. I love Wes, ah, Wes Anderson. And, you know, it's probably one of his best movies. It, was, it had a, a great cast. It was... Is enjoyable. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, but I don't know. I never thought I'd go watch it again. Yeah, I I uh, I got it from the library, and I I try to buy all of his. I haven't bought it yet. Mm-hmm. I, I will if I find it cheap somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I just try to add some variation to my my list. Like I said. Yeah, I mean, it, I actually saw it in theaters. Oh, I wow. thought it was. Uh, um, it was impressively filmed. Like I, I, I like the use of aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. I thought the uh, the whole like story within a story within a story was fun. Yeah. Um. And yeah, Ralph Fiennes was fucking great. Yeah, him and, and uh, shit, yeah. missing his name, Norman Osborn. Oh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe was absolutely <laughs> great. Willem Dafoe. And I liked how he did like some of the action scenes, like uh, uh, the whole chase down the mountain. Yeah. It just, I mean, it looked like something you don't normally see in the movies at all. Yeah. And it was definitely a, a I don't know, a signature of West Wes Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it was a good movie. I just... I, I don't know, yeah, I don't think I'd ever watch it again. Uh, that's one that I want to see that I'm not... I haven't seen all his films, and I don't... I don't know, the style, his, his style of film Easy looks a little... Taste. Yeah, it it looks a little... Uh, I, don't, I don't know the word for... Cutesy? What I'm looking for, no. <laughs> Dated? I guess acquired yeah. would be... No, would acquired. Be good, like, <laughs> not, 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 not like it, it, it's... There's anything bad about it, but it, I could just tell the way from from what parts of the film of his films that I have seen, I could tell yeah. that you had have to be accustomed to his style of film yeah. to know, like, to understand the story. Uh, and, I don't know about the, I don't know about that, but definitely to like I know some people they like sit sitting down and have them watch like Life Aquatic and they'll absolutely hate it just because it's off. You know, it's a it's yeah. See, I've I seen that like, one. I, I love the Life Aquatic. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like dislike that. it. See, I don't normally like Wes Anderson films. In fact, but I like this one. It's kind of a oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, do you not like like the Royal Tenenbaums? I feel like that's more of his more commercial films. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> um. All right. Well, Chance, what was your number nine? My number nine was Tusk. 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 <laughs> Tusk made your top Tusk. ten list. No, you guys can laugh all you want. It didn't even. It's all. It's on my complete list, but not <laughs> it didn't even. Make- it wasn't in one of the groupings. <laughs> that movie. Actually, made- if I were to do a disappointed. List that, that would be on there. there. That movie I made know. me laugh. That movie made me. That movie yeah. made me laugh at Jason Bateman. It made me feel bad Jason, for Jason. No, no. Jason, Jason Bateman? Bateman. Obviously, he's not in the movie. Justin. Justin Long. Justin Long. Yeah. Thank you. Made me laugh at him. It made me cry for him, or at least feel really, really bad for him. <laughs> and then it also there were moments where I was terrified, and it wasn't like a like a horror kind of terrified. It was just like disgusted with what with like what lengths humanity could go to the, the entire time I was watching it I was just kind of like 
what the fuck am I watching? I, I love that. So, okay, I, I sort of had disappointed, but it's just, I don't know how I feel about that movie. I, <laughs> I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> what do I say? Yeah, because, I, I mean, yeah, I love that, like, when certain things happen, half the theater would laugh, and the other half was dead silent. Hey, right. It was like, there was obviously a certain audience intended for the movie right. that could look at it ironically. Like, you really... It's not a movie that you, you take seriously. Yeah, not at all. I mean, even though it takes itself, like, almost completely seriously to a certain degree. I mean, yeah, except for, like, Johnny Depp's character yeah. in there. It, uh, um, yeah, it's one of those things where you're kind of... Part of the joke is that it is so serious. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Once you see the 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 grotesque walrus suit for the first time, and you just start laughing because the walrus fight—that's what did it for me. <laughs> that was the that was the one moment that made me feel all the emotions that you could possibly feel at once. <laughs> it's just like, and you know, I mean, that's why Kevin Smith. And you're kind of like, I can't. Like yeah. the whole thing, he recently did it to a certain degree. It's just was. I can't believe I'm getting away with this. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm taping two guys fighting in a war. I can't. I feel like he probably wasn't able to be on set while that was shooting. I, I know. I would need to set up the cameras, and the whole crew would have to leave. I would think. How would you? How could you watch that and not laugh? Did you guys ever hear uh, during a pre-production where they were building the sets? Mm-hmm. He was there, and he he went up to the, like the second floor of like the pool thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess they hadn't finished, like, building some of the supports. And he was, like, he was walking backwards to get a better picture of something on his phone. And he ended up stepping on something and falling through until he Winnie the Pooh himself. (laughs) 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 And it saved him because eventually it did break. But at that point, he was so close to the ground that it didn't really do anything. It was just, like, he went... Oh, that's pretty funny. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, Tusk was. I don't. I, I. I definitely compared to something like No Country for Old Men. I walked out pissed and I wanted my money back. Yeah. Tusk, I didn't feel like that way at all. <laughs> Tusk, I was just like that was interesting. Right, that's about all I can say. <laughs> experience. I, was, I didn't feel as if my time was wasted. Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> it was different. Uh-huh. Uh, Chance, what are we drinking now? This is the. Midway or Crop Duster Mid American IPA Ooh. from Thunderhead Brewing Company. Never filtered, never pasteurized, always refrigerated. Also in Nebraska, mm. Lincoln, yeah. Nebraska, right? Uh, Kearney, Nebraska, which I don't know where. Uh, that I think the is. other one was out of Lincoln. Yeah, I think it was. This says the brewery was established in 1999. The award-winning Thunderhead Brewing Company brings you the finest family of beers from the fertile plains of America. Craft brewed with premium natural ingredients, these refreshing adult beverages are sure to satisfy all. Sir Chilled. It says ale in big big letters, so everyone knows this is not lagered. 6.5% alcohol. Uh, Did not get any other information on this beer. It has an interesting... Scent, a very resiny, earthy hop. Yeah. yeah, I definitely feel as if I'm drinking like hops or something. Like, there's no, there's a lot of. Is it hops that I'm tasting? That, that's yeah, that's the bitterness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of that in there. It's a resiny, but it doesn't actually overpower my tongue. Yeah, like, it doesn't make me. It, it's very drinkable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a more resiny. They they managed to preserve the hop flavor without. 
making it overpowering yeah. to the palate. There's I something agree. else in there that I taste like I can't put my finger on. What does it? Does the can have anything on it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's actually really nice. Yeah, I, it's, it's very said. drinkable. Like mm-hmm. it's just nice and smooth. Yeah, very nice and smooth. Mm. Like a baby's bottom, right? Like I, I've had. I, I, I think of that. I think of when uh, Riker shaves. Yeah, <laughs> insurrection. Yeah, <laughs> smoother than an android's bottom. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so yeah, nice. uh, that is pretty nice. Let's go back to the list here. Number eight. Uh, mine is Birdman. Birdman. I still haven't seen it. It's one of the best film movies of the year. Yeah, I, I need to. Uh, the the if it doesn't win best cinematography at the Oscars, there's something wrong. Gotcha. I think it's the same guy who did Gravity, so it probably. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you're right. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was basically like an acting showcase for everybody involved. Michael Keaton knocked it out of the park. Edward Norton was batshit crazy. Emma Stone had a great fucking monologue when she yells at her father. And just the the camera work alone was interesting. One of the best produced movies of the year, really. Hmm. Yeah, I I can't wait to see it. Um, I don't know when I'll be able to, because there's so much out that I want to see. So I might I think just... it's a plan down a show place, huh? It is. So is everything <laughs> else I want to see, though. <laughs> so, like, I was trying to talk Marissa into going to see the Imitation Game yesterday, mm-hmm. but we ended up seeing Into the Woods, which was unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, Into the Woods is on my disappointed list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too, so, I mean, I, I don't, from the sounds of it, I don't think I disliked it as much as you did. No, I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> Just nothing memorable about it. None of the songs well, were that good. The cast was good. The one, I think the best scene in there was Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. And Agony, and we yeah. were up open a shirt, uh-huh. and, just, and the other guy was up in a shirt uh-huh. response. That was probably the best scene. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. <laughs> I fucking died laughing. Carrie was laughing so loud in the theater. Awesome. <laughs> I think I'm the only person that was laughing in the theater. Oh, really? At that? That was awesome. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Marissa loved it. I, I did not. I would have much rather have seen the imitation game. I don't know. I was a little disappointed with the staging of everything. Like, it seems... Like, I understand... Uh, yeah, because everybody's just singing in the woods. And yeah. you, there's well, it was be... a stage play, originally. Well, yeah, we're still in Chicago, and it's yeah. by the same director. Yeah. You oh. think he would have figured something out. Like, oh, I mean, like the Johnny Depp wolf scene, when he's... It was cr- fucking creepy. It, well, it's meant to be creepy. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't just you. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then, what Little Red Riding Hood was saying after, yeah. afterwards was even more like, that's fucked up. Well, yeah, that's the thing, is what that it, the, the whole point of the musical is that it's supposed to be making fun of these fairy tales, yeah. and also, like, pointing out how messed up and Johnny Depp they was are. a pedophile yeah. in that movie. Also, he yeah. was a pedophile wolf. Yeah. And then, well, it, after, after that Little Red Riding Hood, who's, like, 13, is like, he opened my eyes to so many things. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. Yeah, it was... I mean, the, yeah, the point of that musical is that it, it's supposed to point out some of the bullshit behind fairy tales and so forth. Because, I mean, it ends on a, a, a song saying, children, listen, and this is what you're telling them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't I, 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 I think 
it's probably something that really does work better as a stage thing versus a movie. Yeah. Because I was talking to Carrie about this, like it, comparing it in Chicago, which is sort of an easy thing to do because yeah. they have the same director. Chicago was like it was able to be more theatrical on the film because all the songs were sort of in a, a dream escape. They weren't conversational yeah. songs mm-hmm. like Into the Woods is where yeah. characters are actually communicating information to each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that's sort of a, a downfall of it and having a cinematic uh, adaptation of it. What did you think of Rapunzel's? Um, I didn't like... I didn't... Well, what do you mean? Well, like... Okay. I didn't like that there was no re- resolution with her finding out that James Gordon was her brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, they set that up and it's never resolved. They never find out about each other. I don't think they do in the stage play, but like the, the big th- in the stage play, Rapunzel actually kind of goes a little crazy and is stepped on by a giant. Oh. So huh. like, and the and it happens right in front of the witch. Okay. Which I think I don't know gives. There's a lot more there to play with yeah. versus what we got in the movie. Like, yeah. I, I, I'd completely forgotten about that when I watched the movie. And afterwards, me and Carrie were both like, yeah, that was just sort of... Like, Rapunzel's whole thing just seemed a little tacked on. Yeah, it did. If they had actually done that in the movie, it probably, I don't know, would have felt a little bit more impactful. Yeah. Like, there would have been more there than... I, I was really bored during it. Like, <laughs> no, I felt like I was sitting there watching the clock. Like, oh. I was just like, well, this... This is still on. <laughs> like, well, everything kind of wraps up, and then the other giant comes down, and everything gets real fucked up. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, oh, I kind of wish it was over. <laughs> I was hoping to jerk off before 9 o'clock with this movie hurry up. I was just kind of like, man, I kind of wish it would have just ended. Yeah, there with were, its fairy tale ending. Yeah, I actually saw the. Uh, um, I'm not sure if Matt has it anymore, but he had a copy of like the original Broadway play on tape. Oh, all right. And he would love watching the first act. Yeah. And then after the that, he's kind of like, and then it kind of goes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a too. I feel like I wouldn't have been that upset with it if it would have ended where it, it felt like it should have ended. Yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was number eight, right? Uh, yeah, for my for Birdman. Uh, <laughs> Birdman, Birdman. Now, uh, I had the the Hobbit, the Battle of Five Armies at, at number eight, but mm-hmm. I kind of it's more of the Hobbit trilogy as a whole. Um, yeah, looking at it as a as a finished piece, sort of. You thing. rank it at eighth if we are considering the whole story. Yeah, I like. I don't like. I, I it's clearly not as good as Lord of the Rings. No, no, it's no. Not. As a, as but I think piece. as its own thing, I think it's a great ending to to the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, I mean, it definitely had like uh, the, the the best uh, some of the best action sequences of the year. Yeah, like the the whole all those fights up at the the ice castle mm-hmm. or whatever on the, on the waterfall. Mm-hmm. That was tremendously filmed work. It's just that the whole thing left me a little cold, like. I mean, I have it down here as a possibility just because I'd seen it recently, yeah. but honestly, I, I felt a, a lot more emotionally engaged by everything else mm-hmm. above it. I mean, it was Martin Short, not Martin Short, Martin, Martin Freeman. Freeman. I mean, he did a great work. Mm-hmm. He did great work as Bilbo. The problem is that his story arc, especially after watching it all mm-hmm. in one day like that, his story arc was done at the end of the first movie. There's nothing for him to do after that except observe and influence other people. Yeah. So, I mean, the third movie is more about Thor and Oakenshield and his whole descent into madness. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's so... 
his descent is so annoying, and because it's one of those things where it's almost influenced by an outside force too much, you don't... You're more annoyed by him than empathetic, hmm. and it, it creates a distance between me and the character, because I'm just like... Come on, get over it. I know you're going to get over it. Let's just move on. <laughs> um, it, it was at a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's definitely my lowest rated film in my top 10 list. But, you know, I personally, I feel like the Hobbit trilogy gets a lot of hate for not being as good as The Lord of the Rings, but I, th- I, I still think it's a wonderful yeah. piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, that that's the, I don't know, that's the thing, is that it's. It's got such a, a big thing to be compared to. That yeah. It, it, it probably, it's sort of like the prequel trilogy versus the original Star yeah. Wars movies. Where yeah. you're kind of like, that was potentially never going to be as good, even right. though the next one may. <laughs> I, don't know, I feel like, but I, I feel like they're different. They're a different type of story. At the same yeah. time, Lord, not, not Star Wars, but Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Those two, two stories are different in in physical size and number of pages <laughs> and in what goes down within the world mm-hmm. you know within within the world of middle earth well, I, and i think i think they knew there was going to be you, you know that there's going to be a comparison to your the the work done on the lord of the rings when you're working on the hobbit so you're you're thinking of how do i live up to that but it's not a fair and that's not a that's not a fair uh, standard to set. I feel like you, you can't even expect it to be that epic. And and maybe splitting it into three films was a bad idea, or obviously was a bad idea. I don't know what what you want to say there. Well, I feel as a, I mean I agree with you that they're intended to be different types of stories. Mm-hmm. But Jackson made The Hobbit too much like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like instead of trying to, I think he was trying to like live up to comparison with it and and by doing so like made it too big yeah he, he probably did I mean to a certain degree you're a little excited because like in The Hobbit the Battle of Five Armies is only like a couple pages or so mm-hmm. yeah. so you're kind of like ooh that'll be cool to see but at the same time you're kind of like it may not be like I obviously if it wasn't important to the The Hobbit the, uh, in the book yeah Probably wasn't that important because yeah, <laughs> when he gets knocked out, he misses the entire battle in the book. Yeah, I mean the the protagonist of the film isn't really in the final fight scene. Yeah. It's all everybody else. Yeah, and I mean yeah, th- so yeah, you don't really care as much as you should. I mean Gandalf isn't even around. Yeah. No, that's that did suck about it. Gandalf wasn't in the film enough for yeah. my taste, mm. but whatever. Uh, what do you have? Number for number eight, I had Lucy. Lucy, really? Which, yeah, which again is another film that did, that didn't get a lot of love, but I think people were. I think it did get a lot of love. Oh well, well, I thought not a lot of money. Well, I thought it was <laughs> what I a lot of what I heard was people being critical of the sci-fi aspects of it, which you can't do. What I mean, we can, but it doesn't make sense to do the sci-fi film in most cases to like to try and pick apart the science and say how possible is this or how plausible is this. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is a work of fiction. Yeah. I lo- I love that film, but it would have actually been in my disappointed list. Really? I yeah. I I went and watched it, and I just didn't care for it. You know, I I thought like the first half of it was great, and then I I felt like the resolute like it just kind of stopped. I didn't care for the ending at all. I was just like, there's that didn't bother me. I felt, I almost felt like she got too powerful too quick, mm. and just kind of took away from everything. 
Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't mind the way that it ended. I, I enjoy a story that doesn't have the most clear of endings, or doesn't, you know, I don't mind a, a ending on a down note. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't find myself wanting to go see that movie a second time. Like I would have not have seen it a second time in theaters. And I don't feel like there's much more I could have gleaned from the film if I see it another time. You know, the, it pretty much, you want, if you scratch the surface, you're going to get the whole yeah, the whole uh, story. So Gotcha. That's why I put it at the bottom. But I thought it was a great, pretty great movie. Did you hear, um, she uh, uh, is, is going to be the lead in a, uh, another Ghost action. in the Shell. Yeah. yeah. Ghost in the Shell. The it's anime, a, or mm-hmm. manga slash anime, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a seminal classic. Ghost yeah. in the Shell, the movie, okay. was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, so they, I liked them both. Yeah. I, I, I never watched a TV series. Uh, standalone complex. Yeah. I've seen some of it. I, I thought it was pretty interesting. But yeah, it's kind of funny to uh, Scarlett Johansson has sort of created. Well, she's kind of made herself into an action star to yeah. some degree. Like starting with Black Widow, she that's yeah. yeah. That's kind of what she does. Yeah, right. <laughs> she do whatever she wants. Uh. Which hell, that might end up being what Emily Blunt does too, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but number number seven, uh, mine is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh wow. Um, figured that would have been up a little higher. Well, I, I'm at the point in my list where everything gets really hard to decide where it's going to go. Right, they should my, pretty much all my, be the same. Yeah. Well, yeah, my thing is that like, like why it's above Cap, why Captain America is above it. Mm-hmm. Captain America is about something. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is just a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> There's no argument that Captain America is better than yeah. Guardians. Well, yeah, it's just it's one of those things where it's the whole why is the Dark Knight better than the Avengers? Because the Dark Knight is about something, while the Avengers is just a lot of fun. Gotcha. And the Guardians is a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. Well, but that's another movie that I feel like I don't need to see a second time to to have. Grasp Guardians? the entire story. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, I saw they're... I saw it once, and now I can just watch all the parodies of it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I, I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy like nine times. Like, I'm completely okay with seeing it nine times. <laughs> I don't. I thought I wouldn't watch it yet, but I know that I, you know, I got there. There was nothing hidden in there. That, no, it, it not was, really. It was it was designed as a thrill ride, and there were just the definite highs to it. Where this is this is one of the last cans for the year, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, like everything with Rocket Raccoon was genius. Everything yeah. was Groot. Like it was just there was there was smart character work in there in the sense that everybody felt like actual individuals. Like nobody really. I I guess probably the closest somebody came to being flat is Gamora yeah. but that I mean she's essentially meant to be the straight man of the group yeah. right she's the one that she's the conscience she's the one that's getting them to do good things yeah. <laughs> I like how they didn't they know they didn't feel like a team either until it was really disjointed until with, towards the end of the yeah movie, which was yeah. fun it was it was like seeing this it, seeing them reluctantly come together to be a, a here a group of heroes yeah. when they originally they were just yeah, they were just five people that didn't want, like. Most of them wanted to kill each other. Well, I'm sorry, a bunch of a holes. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, actually, I actually had Guardians at number three. I, I have it. I don't have it that high, but I have it higher than number seven. seven. What, what do you have it at? Uh, I gotta check. I think 
Five. Yeah, I had it at five. I had it at three just because, like you said, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. I wonder if a part of me. Oh no, I can't. I can't like it more than the Avengers. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <there's> no. no. <laughs> I know. I know some people that do. Like I think Andrew likes it better than the Avengers. And, and I can. I, I can see that. But at the same time, I got a lot more glee out of the the end of action scene yeah, in Avengers. I agree. <laughs> Um, you tell me that watching Star Lord dance around was not satisfying. Because I thought that was hilarious. I thought it what was satisfying, but compared to the tracking dance shot off. throughout New York City yeah. right. of watching the Avengers like fight together and so forth, mm. and then punctuating it with Hulk punching Thor off screen, yeah. was phenomenal. I yeah, agree. Just, just that choice, that one choice, <laughs> is so genius. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Um, my number seven uh, at ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes is the Lego Movie. That's that low. Yeah, again, that's one that was on some top of some of the lists that I read online. Like, like I said, my list from here is kind of all like shit. Where do I put these? Time Magazine had it ranked as the third best movie of two thousand fourteen. I have it ranked as number three. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, everything about that movie was was great. It, it was so surprising. That movie should not have been good. It really shouldn't have. But you hear they're going to make a Lego movie, and you're like, what the fuck is that going to be about? And then you watch it, and you're like, that's genius. That is what this movie is about. Right. And there's a reason it's at 96%. Because it's one of the best movies of like the last decade. Mm. It, 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 it's so incredibly well thought out, well animated. Like instead of like making it look like the Lego games and stuff, they stuck to the fucking physics. Yeah. Of you know, Legos, like, how they like work. the water, like Jesus, uh-huh, just, like the water effects. Uh, and that movie were just insane. Yeah, just that movie is I mean it's up there it's a Pixar movie it's yeah. the same quality of as a Pixar film I, I think it has more detail than a Pixar film like if detail in what manner well like, <laughs> just the animation well like yeah yeah I mean they probably had to create a whole like Graphics engine, like, to make graphics a movie. Engine. technology. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there probably was a lot of pre-production work on that thing to make it work, which is probably why Warner Brothers is big on putting out like a Lego Batman movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you know, it was, it was great that the movie was able to bring you out of the movie into our world. And it still work because you're like, oh, it's a kid playing with toys. I, I get, yeah, and I it know makes. And it, it, yeah, it seems like a moment that would ruin it like yeah. it was like it's the jumping the shark moment yeah but it works so well because it explains everything yeah it fits everything that happened where you're kind of like that explains every random thing that has happened in this movie. <laughs> 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 like the kid pulling the like millennium falcon out <laughs> yeah. and putting it next to the, uh, the pirate ship you can picture a kid doing that yeah and God, that was awesome. Just having like Batman and Han Solo and shit on the screen right. at the same time. I was, I was in the there was no store. Han Solo. Hmm? There was what? no Han Solo in that scene. It oh, was Lando. I thought it was Han. No, it was Lando Calrissian. And Chewie? And Chewie. Oh, I thought Han was in it too. Uh-uh, it was Lando. Damn. They had, at the Lego store uh, in Chicago in the Water Tower place, they had, for I think it was only 200 bucks for uh, Batman uh, Dark Knight 
tumbler. It was like this big. Out of Legos? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it, it would look really sweet. We should get one. <laughs> that's more money than I'm allowed to spend on Legos right. together. Yeah, it's probably like 200 bucks I yeah mean, like, it was 199.99 yeah I know there's Legos a, are fucking expensive I know right <laughs> uh, there's a guy I went to uh, Full Sail with who bought uh, their giant hold on yeah there's a guy I went to Full Sail with who bought the Super Star Destroyer yeah. like longer than this table Star Destroyer mm. 500 bucks I'm pretty sure that thing was so fucking detailed in Legos. It was amazing. They, what else did they have there? They had uh, they had one quarter of the store devoted to Lego movie Legos. Oh, so wow. if that, I mean, the, the movie obviously did well, and they made <laughs> they made a video game, and they're making millions of dollars selling. Lego movie Legos. How meta is that? Right. You made a you made a movie with your Lego so that you could make a Lego <laughs> product to sell to little kids. But you know what kind of bugs me about the Lego movie toys? What? It, I guess it does and it doesn't. You won't find like Batman in one of the Lego movie sets because he's in the Batman sets, which I mean makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Where are we yeah. at? Number seven. Number seven. Yep. My number seven was Monuments Men. Did you guys really? see that movie? What? Really? Did you watch it? I did. Yeah, what did I you watch it. about it? I thought it was. I thought it was. All right. I thought it was all right, but it wouldn't have been in my top ten. Uh, I just. It's okay. I was bored. Uh, I, didn't I wasn't find, bored. Yeah. I didn't find that at all. I I really liked. I mean, obviously, you had an excellent cast, just jam packed. I think the best scene is Bill Murray getting the record. I, I thought that was very touching. I I thought the best scene was the the guy who went off he went off to war to prove to his dad that he wasn't a loser and he was going to save all that artwork and then as he's like he's narrating his own death scene as yeah, he's writing the letter yeah, to his true, father yeah. mm-hmm. and then they uh, the Nazis come in and and ice him yeah that I thought that was really good um, yeah I don't know I, I think the most interesting scene to me was when Matt Damon was with Kate Blanchett and. I don't know. There, there was so much like sexual tension between mm-hmm. the two of them, and then Damon eventually had to get up and leave. I just, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. That was probably my favorite part of the movie. Huh. Yeah. But I, I don't know. The rest of it, I just thought was. It didn't feel as if there were was really enough stakes. Like it didn't do a good job. Like it's a World War Two movie. There right, was but a they... lot of horrible shit that happened in that, and at the. I don't know. It wasn't supposed to be about the gritty trench warfare, though. It was about it was about a war to save high art, well, to save all these like precious pieces of art. And I I don't know. I I'm a sucker for historical fiction for one, mm-hmm. but I like I, I like the story, uh, and it was something. It was an aspect of of the war that I was not familiar with, and even to see it in it through a fictional lens. Mm-hmm. I thought it was nice. No, it definitely doesn't compare to Fury, but I didn't watch Fury, so I can't put that yeah. on my list. Well, yeah, Fury was just like uh, this sucked. <laughs> yeah, there were <laughs> there the were no there were no paintings in this tank at all. <laughs> this shit blew. <laughs> um, Best damn job I ever had. Isn't that the log plan? We've like talked about our current beer before, uh, uh, Mac. Let's talk about the so, smell. Yeah, it's a, that's the only thing that I can never get over about this beer is right. the the combination of the of the regular 
Wee Mac with the coffee gives it kind of a, a barbecue smokiness. Yeah. Just a little mm-hmm. bit of smokiness in the aroma. Yeah. And it's so awesome. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, a good beer. <laughs> good burr. Good burr. Uh, my number six we already talked about. Uh, oh, X-Men. Wait. I know. We'll go back to you. Oh. Since we had already talked about mine, yeah, I figured okay. knock it out real quick. Oh, X-Men. Yeah. Well, what was your number six, Gilman? Captain America, Winter Soldier. Wow. I'm actually surprised that's so low. Well, it's just uh, it's kind of to a point where uh, you're where it's hard to decide. Good yeah, stuff. Okay. But, uh, there is a sort of Matt brought it up the silliness behind the whole third act climax about everybody having to insert the discs and the things yeah. that are in the bottom of the helicarriers. It was so. It is a weird third act climax yeah. for that movie. All right, so that's why it's below the rest of them. Okay, just solely so, for that. So, <laughs> are you gonna give me shit? I had that as my top pick. I can understand it. I'm not gonna be like you <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah, it really is. Wait till I tell you that my number one's Let's Be Cops. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I said that to him earlier. I was like, I don't know if I can put Let's Be Cops on the list, and he said that you wouldn't allow it. So, well, no, no, no. <laughs> that I mean, I, I thoroughly another great comedy. I thoroughly enjoyed myself watching Let's Be Cops, but at the same time, it is so much like something from the '80s. Like everything about it is just. It, it, it's almost funny because it's so much like an 80s buddy. Hey, yeah. Last year I put Pain and Gain on my top 10 list. That's so, true, he did. So. Yeah. But Pain and Gain was a lot of fun, actually. It was. I haven't watched it. It's on my Netflix. You gotta watch yeah, it. Yeah. You gotta watch it. Uh, but yeah, Captain America, uh, The Winter Soldier, it... Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I think it kind of... As the, the same thing with Guardians, and uh, kind of all, all Marvel movies to an extent, they're all f- super fun. Yeah, but this one had a, a, had a, a dark depth. undertone yeah, had to it. Depth, it like, the had... whole idea that Hydra has been behind like the last several decades yeah. of history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're they instead of being overt with their actions, they've mm-hmm. been behind the scenes manipulating society into giving up their freedom instead of just taking it. Yeah, it's for the libertarian yeah. audience. just that idea alone like a part of me honestly it was a legitimate surprise when you were like Hydra? like (laughs) I I just thought it was gonna be like a normal like some secret sect of the the US government or something was trying to fuck with Cap and then you're like oh Hydra oh (laughs) (laughs) there's something about that it, it, it made it like well it connected it back to Cap's uh, uh, pass like yeah. once like after they found out about it and they were at Balkan's place and Widow was like he seemed a little calm about this and he's like I just like to know who I, uh, I'm going after and you're kind of like I don't know it kind of fits like a part of him is probably like alright yeah that, is this something I understand <laughs> you know it's like this Fucking relates Hydra. to my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah they, they did great work with Cap and uh, Black Widow and mm-hmm. that like they didn't, and and I Sex. and I appreciate that they didn't go for the straight up like romantic. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it would that would not work out. Obvious. I mean, oh, there's like a little bit of sexual tension there, but at the same time, like you, yeah, you know, it's not gonna work. 
So Chap style doesn't know how to dance anyway. So. <laughs> I just think that's, that, that's what that was, right? I think he's just too old for her. That's the problem. She's only twenty five for Christ's sake. He's like fucking seventy, right? Ninety, 90? something. Yeah, Even worse. Uh, ninety year old virgin. And the Falcon. Yeah, Falcon was amazing. Falcon Anthony was Mackie was great. Uh, yeah, and, and well, Sebastian. He, uh, Winter Soldier didn't have a whole lot to do in this yeah. movie except besides look threatening. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, I, I'll say that this movie set up the potential for the Winter Soldier. Um, I think it would be a huge disappointment if he doesn't make an appearance in like Agent Carter or S.H.I.E.L.D. because it would make sense. You could have him pop up. Yeah, at the very least, Agent Carter would be interesting. Yeah. I, I think it would be a, such a disappointment if he doesn't, if they don't use him. Yeah. He, I mean, you get him while he's cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be inter- like they set up the Winter Soldier to the, the like Cap's gonna go look for him. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, they're doing Civil War. What does that have to do with Bucky? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, it, it, it did have one of the best action scenes of the uh, the year, though. Especially like the score in this movie was impressive as hell. Henry Jackman, yeah. who I guess used to work for Hans Zimmer. He did the score mm. for this, and he did it for uh, X Men First Class. Mm. He he is I, I love when I did my Spotify like top whatever lists of the yeah. year where they would compile everything I listened to. Uh, um, Henry Jackman was my number one oh, wow. artist just because of how much I listened to the score. Oh wow! It, it was it, it's the most interesting score Marvel has done. Like, normally they do, like, standard, you know, stuff that works. They may do, like, a theme or something for, like, Thor or Iron Man. But this was, I think the score in this is a legitimate work of art. It's phenomenal. And, like, but it's, like, he created an identifiable theme for the Winter Soldier that was interesting. A little reminiscent of the Jokers from uh, from, uh, The Dark Knight. But, like, when Cap is breaking out of the shield, uh, the Triskelion, and the fucking, his theme starts up, and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, you're just sort of pumped up. <laughs> yeah. And he rides out in that cycle and is facing off against that helicarrier. That entire scene yeah. is fucking gold. Yeah, <laughs> I, I completely agree. Uh, Which, I, I mean, I I loved the movie. That's why, I mean, out of all of them, I, I can watch it anytime. I could I could put that on right now and yeah, not oh, yeah. pay Like, normally I watch a movie at home, and I'll pick up my phone. I could probably put that in right now and not yeah. look at anything. Chris Evans is so fucking good as Captain America, yeah, too. I know. He fucking owns that role. He really, really does. <laughs> he doesn't want that role anymore. <laughs> so sad. When, you're so, when you see someone that's so good at something, they're like, yeah. I'm not interested in being a successful millionaire. So what's your number what's six? Your number, six? <laughs> number six, I had Edge of Tomorrow. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Great. That's my number five. That's my number four. <laughs> I, I just rewatched that recently. and When I put it on Voodoo? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, said, yeah. I just rewatched that when you put it up, and it didn't, like... I didn't, I didn't catch anything different from the first watching, the first viewing, but... At the same time, it was it was like what you're just describing with Captain America. Yeah, that movie held my attention for two hours or two yeah. hours ten minutes, mm-hmm. however long it is, without any without much effort at all. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Like even though I knew every minute what was going to happen on screen, I was like, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah, I, I think that's a, a that's a tremendous work of writing. 
like mm-hmm. the the way they use the 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 time travel aspect of it, mm-hmm. and instead of just doing the same thing again and again, yeah. which you know the movie does at the beginning just to sort of establish everything, but then you you realize only, only a couple times, only like well, I want to say yeah. like. Maybe like three times, three four times. Yeah, but I thought that those first few times where he goes back and it and he has to interact with uh, with the team that mm-hmm. he's that he's first mm-hmm. put in with, like, and he goes through and how he changes it, how he uh, introduces himself to them, and now uh, you know, he reveals that he knows things about them. I thought that was really yeah. well done, even though it is kind of a trope. Well, yeah, but that's the thing is that they they didn't almost. They almost started with the tropes, and then they started to do completely new things with it. Like, mm-hmm. you realize you're watching something that he's already tried to do for, like, the... Without uh, us knowing that. Yeah, like, yeah. when they go to the farm and stuff, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and it slowly dawns on you that this isn't the first time this has happened, and he's trying to manipulate the situation and her yeah. so that he can get a certain outcome. Yeah. And, and, like, same with the scene where he goes to the general or whatever, and he, he you know, they, they have everything. Don't shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> don't shoot him. <laughs> they have, yeah, he has everything mapped out because he's already done this. Like, Four. instead of... Putting us through the the rigors of watching him learn, where yeah. where at that point after we've seen him do things repeatedly and learn, mm-hmm. from that point on we almost every scene we expect him to know what's happening mm-hmm. and, and to figure out what like I don't know, I, I I I just love that when when it, it adds energy to it once your brain sort of clicks and you're mm-hmm. like oh this is where we're at it, it it adds something to the movie yeah you know? um I. Re- I really like the scene where uh, I forget he was walking back and two of his crew members were like stopped oh, right, and they right. were like oh, we're gonna beat the shit out of me I forget what what they said mm-hmm. and he was just he, to to the audience it's the first time it's happened but he's just yeah. dodging their their punches <laughs> I was just like that's fucking great uh-huh. um, I also found it kind of humorous the first couple times that he he was like his him getting killed. Oh I was yeah, Emily Blunt just shoots him in the head. And yeah. It's like again, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> well, even when he's out again. on the the battlefield and getting killed, like just getting right. slaughtered, I, I couldn't help but laugh. I like the when he's trying to roll into the truck. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he got ran over. Yeah. <laughs> it was some. It was, it was really. Uh, I don't know. I guess. I liked uh, what was that Jack Reacher that Tom Cruise did last yeah, I year. It was it. all right. I was trying to think of some of his most recent stuff to compare it to. There's that um, Mission Impossible Four. Yeah, Ghost uh, Protocol. This definitely is better than Ghost Protocol, but I don't know. Jack Reacher was really good, but didn't have as much of a story as mm-hmm. as you get with Edge of Tomorrow. So maybe it's not as quite as good either. Hmm. Acting wise, though, he. You know, I don't get the I don't get the hate behind Tom Cruise. He's a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> but that aside, he does his job very well. Yeah, right. Uh, but Emily Blunt was one of the best parts of the movie, though. Yeah, she, I agree. She she's Captain Marvel. <laughs> she was badass in that. Right. Uh, her Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, I'd be happy with either. One of them's a better actress, though. To be fair. Yeah, probably. You gotta watch Katie Sackhoff in Workaholics, and you won't say that. Oh, really? There's, there's one episode where. She plays this homeless chick that one of the guys picks up because he needs a date to his friend's wedding. He doesn't want to look bad in front of his ex-girlfriend who's marrying his friend. So he picks up Katie Sackhoff, the hobo, and then she goes into their bathroom and like downs all the pills in the medicine cabinet. And so she's just freaking out in this, in this wedding in their backyard. It's a really good episode. Nice. You should go watch it. 
<laughs> but I don't know. Like one of my favorite things in the movie is the end of uh, Edge of Tomorrow, when I don't know for some. <laughs> when he wakes I, up at the very end. Well, like when he goes to see her after he knows that everything has worked out. Right. And I think it was I fanboy was talking about it. Like he was talking about how you normally just hate Tom Cruise. Part of the point of Edge of Tomorrow is that you hate the character at the beginning because he's a prick who doesn't want to go right. fight and then you like grow to you know like him and stuff but then at the end of the movie he puts on that like million watt oh yeah that jackass smile and, <laughs> and the guy in our fanboy was kind of like he got me that motherfucker got me <laughs> <laughs> got me with that Hollywood grin I don't know how I feel about the ending honestly the, yeah. that they reset again it's almost like too happy of an ending yeah, yeah that's but, the only but, thing <laughs> At the same time, you're so... I left the movie with so much energy and so much... Like, yeah, that grin. That grin, like, sells it. Like, he, 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 like when he goes up to uh, Emily Blunt, and you're kind of like, well, what the fuck happens now? Like, yeah. Because <laughs> the first time he walks up, she's like, who told you you could speak to me? Yeah. <laughs> Total badass. Yeah, and the same thing sort of happens, and you're kind of like, well, this is fascinating. I wonder what's going to happen. Then it ends, and you're kind of like... Okay. <laughs> Guess I'm going home. Right? Uh, number five. Oh, well, I just talked about Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. Let, well, let, let's, 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 let's crack let's, that. Crack uh, this. Brunette, brunette Nut Brown. Br- nut Brown. I had one of these earlier today. It was awesome. Yeah, Brunette Nut Brown Ale. Uh, 4.7 alcohol. 20 IBU. Uh, from the Nebraska Brewing Company. Um, our version of the classic English-style brown ale exudes rich aromatics from the beautifully blended malts and brings to mind nut-like and toasted bread aspects in this excellent session ale. Embrace the flavor. I do have to say <laughs> that cursive is a little hard to read. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to read it earlier. I actually just got a badge on Untapped for checking into it. Brunettes have more fun. Level level one. My the last two times I checked in, I got promotional coupons for like for beer festivals in really? in other states. Yeah, which kind of sucks because they're in other states. But yeah, we, I keep getting these, and and I kind of wish I could take advantage of them. Right, <laughs> pretty joke. Excuse me. So this would be interesting. It looks lighter in color. Oh, I say that. Hold on. It looks about the same color as the Java Mac. Yeah. I think it has a real good taste to it. Real smooth. Drinkability is really high on this. It's alright. If I want to drink a brown ale, I'd still pick up a Newcastle first. Really? Yeah. That's so much sugar, though. Hmm? Newcastle has a lot of uh, sugar in it. Because they. I don't know if they use honey or they use just cane sugar, but. Oh. There's a lot of residual. It's not the healthiest beer for you, but beer is poison after all. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, I like it. It gets an average of three and a half stars out of five on Untapped. Yeah, it's not something I would go out of my way to look for. Mm-hmm. Like when I was um, up in Chicago recently for the holidays. Anytime I was in a place with liquor, I would go and find, or try and find the, um, what was it, the Grey Lady? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One that, that was almost like herbal tea beer. Yeah. yeah. I, I would always try to look for that. Did you find it? No. no. <laughs> Did you go to uh, Benny's or whatever that place is? The big ass warehouses they had? No. There are a couple downtown on the north side 
I went into a, what was it called? I might have been a liquor barn, whatever. It was the size of a Kroger. <laughs> it was the size wow. of a grocery store, but nothing but booze. Wow. I had not seen one that big. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, they probably would have it. Yeah, that Grey Lady was great. It was. <laughs> I thought you were about ready to say you were trying to find like half acres of like thunder and sun because that was just go to the brewery. (laughs) (laughs) What was your number five, David? My number five was uh, Snowpiercer. That low? Yeah, like I said, like we've all come to agree, maybe we should have just like compiled, took an average. I thought about positions. That. <laughs> Might have been easier. Yeah, I was thinking about having people send me their votes, and then I would do like a almost sort of Oscar-like thing where I assign certain ranks. Gotcha. And so maybe forth. maybe we'll do that next year, guys. Yeah, doesn't oh, yeah. sound like a bad idea. <laughs> um, yeah, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer was a. Uh, my number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see that. Where where do you have it at chance? This is the best movie I saw this year. Okay. Yeah. It, it was one. so it was so good that I went and bought a copy for my father because oh, wow, uh, wow. I was like I was like I could watch this movie, but Dad, you, I know you have, don't know anything about this movie. Did he like it? I don't know if he's watched it yet. Yeah. I, <laughs> my dad didn't care for it. Really? Yeah. yeah. But my dad didn't like Edge of Tomorrow either. I feel like yeah, I, right. I feel like any any movie where there's a scene with got with a bunch of dudes with hatchets chopping people up, that dads are gonna like that. I thought I I would I would thought my dad would like it too. When I was like, it was Carrie's favorite movie of the year. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was the best thing that I've seen. I like I said before, I, I like a movie it's at that a doesn't end. Ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. I like a movie that doesn't end on an upbeat note. I, I like a story that doesn't really wrap up all the way. So when they they leave you with an open ended story where yeah. where the hero of the of the story has been killed off, so mm-hmm. like you you care about the the girl I can't think of the little girl the young girl's name, but you care about her and the little boy they, that yeah. they saved. But I mean, you're not really that invested. Actually, in the only thing I really didn't like about it was the ending and seeing the polar bears. I wish it would have been more. More like, open-ended? More open-ended. Like, you mm. don't know if they'll survive, and then you see polar bears. See, I saw the polar bears, and I thought well, they the could get eaten by the polar bears. bears. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, well, this is going to end here quickly. <laughs> polar bears are like, ooh, food. I haven't seen a human in ever, many years. Ever, ever. Probably like, ever. 18? Yeah, 18 years, something like that. But, uh, yeah, Snowpiercer, I mean, it, it created a whole world. It was something yeah. you hadn't seen on film before. Just the whole experience. The whole experience, the whole setup of the train, like yeah, the that detail. was new. the the endless winter thing. Now that's something you've seen before in other dystopian. Well, yeah, 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 but the whole idea the that world all on the train, yeah. of humanity is stuck on this train. Yeah, that that was so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I love the way they uh, they set up things like, and also sort of misled you at the same time. Like you initially, like you see the guy like has have his limb frozen off. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then you see everybody else come off who's missing limbs. And you assume that's why they're losing their limbs. And then you realize later on that... Through Chris Evans' beautiful fucking monologue. Monologue. Uh, demented. Uh, twisted monologue. Right. Yeah. That they had cut off limbs to feed people. And you're like, that's fucked up. It is, and just like there's a lot of things about the movie that's just fucked up like once you realize why they're taking the kids they're using <coughs> the spare parts right and it explains the whole reason why they keep those people in the back yeah when they need spare parts and you're like that's fucked up. <laughs> right <laughs> 
Uh, I guess I just like a really macabre movie. That was <laughs> I like it real dark. And, and all the acting in it was tremendous. Like Ed Harris uh, as mm-hmm. the conductor, he he did a great job. You totally Kimbo didn't Sweden. see that coming. No, <laughs> I definitely when they when they went into the into uh-huh. the engine car and Ed Harris was there, I was like motherfucker. Yeah, I was just Ed Harris. <laughs> did not expect him as the guy who was committing the genocide. Yeah, but yeah, Tilda Swinton did a good job as well. <clears throat> yeah, it was the like he, I'm not sure. Is I can't remember. Is her character meant to be a guy or a girl? Girl, I thought. a girl, okay. but I couldn't remember they use a pronoun with her or not because it's such an asexual role that yeah. again. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. Oh, and the fucking the the the, the scene on the the the, the edu- school. Yeah, the school train. That was messed. <laughs> With the little kids singing the, all the songs like they're Hitler Youth or something. Yeah, Brie Larson, not Brie Larson. What's her name? Uh, Alison Pill. Alison Pill. Yeah. She was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that's another movie where you're like laughing at sort of semi inappropriate parts just because of how ridiculous the whole thing is. Mm-hmm. Dark. It's pretty dark humor. Yeah. Uh, God, I enjoyed it. Yeah, for uh, sure. I was just, I was like breathless at the end of it. I was just like, well, I mean, Carrie, we'll walk <laughs> That was of- the same O face you made when we shot the movie. <laughs> 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 but, uh, um. That's how, yeah, you that's, that's-, that's how you know it's the real one. Yeah, me and, uh, uh Carrie, we, uh, we saw that one together. We walked out of the theater. We were just silent, just kind of walking to the car. And eventually I was just like, Jesus Christ, that was amazing. <laughs> After you finished your cigarette and rolled over. It was just, like, I, I, wonder, I feel like the both of us were almost just afraid to say something in case the other didn't like it. Right? Yeah. Because that would have just led to a fight. <laughs> so you guys are a lot like me and Shinju. When you don't agree, you go, you go at each other's throats. Because well, there's no in between. Sometimes you get, like, normally, uh, if she doesn't like something, I'll be like, okay, you're fine. But this one, I would have just been like, what? <laughs> no, Marissa liked it, which I was happy about. But, you know, speaking of the way you guys were, uh, I, I feel like I upset Marissa a lot, but she never says it. Because she'll really <laughs> like something, and I'll be like, that was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be like, I liked it. <laughs> I was like, oh. Well, I don't know. For the most part, I tend to very rarely am I not am I gonna like outright poo poo something Carrie likes. Yeah. I feel like the only time I've really done that is like an anime series called Sengoku Basara, yeah. where I watched the first couple episodes of it and then I was like, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but like. I think she kind of waits to hear what I have to say about it. <laughs> so, so she kinda... knows whether or not to tell you that she <laughs> yeah, liked yeah. it. Yeah. Well, uh, at least with Freaks and Geeks, I know she liked it because she finished watching it when I wasn't there. <laughs> uh, uh, so, you... so that was my number five chance. My number five was... Let's was be it? cops. <laughs> no, it, hold on, I forgot it. It was either Guardians or The Hobbit. Uh, Guardians, I put okay. it in number five. Alright. All right. Okay, uh... I guess move on to number four. Number four. 22 Jump Street. Really? Yeah. Didn't make my list. What? It's not on here. I thought it was as good as the first one. Yeah, I did too. And I would it's not in, put that on the top of the list. It's in my, my next segment of like honorable mentions. Uh, uh, 22 Jump Street, I thought it was just fucking great. I mean, 
it's as funny as the first one, and they pretty much just take the whole idea that it's a sequel and run with it. Yeah, that's like, very true. And I love the end credit sequence, mm-hmm. where it's like they go through like 30 iterations of Jump Street. Yeah. Just to be like, this is how stupid this could get. Right. And part of me is just like, you guys better, you can't make a third one. No, they are doing a third <laughs> one. They are doing a third yeah. Are the actors coming back and yeah. stuff? Are the directors coming back? I don't know. Because, I mean. I think so. I think everybody's coming back. It made Jonah a Hill. shit ton of money. That oh, guy's yeah. an asshole. He's gonna make, <laughs> he's gonna play the same character as long as we well, let him. Did you? Well, in the Sony leaks, they even like I guess they were doing oh, a Men in Black the, crossover. The Men in Black crossover with Shut Jump Street. Shut <laughs> up. That would be that would awesome. be amazing. The kind of shit that needs to stay buried. That would, like, what would be amazing would about bring, that? I wonder if they would bring back Tommy Lee Jones for that. No, like if they could. No. Yeah, there's no money. There's no amount of money that he would take to play. I don't that know. Film. He came back from Men in Black Three. Barely, yeah, he's barely in it, but he was in it. Yeah. I don't. That would be funny. I just. I, I would yeah, have hey, man. Like Jay, Jay, yeah. Uh, no. I think at this point, <clears throat> I mean, the directors behind uh, uh, the, the, the Jump Street series are the same guys who did the Lego movie. So you kind of you have to give them the credit. You have to give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. to be like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I will go watch this just because of the sheer quality you've already produced. Yeah, and then. I will hopefully not walk out of this disappointed. But. Like we were with Men in Black 3. <laughs> I just don't know about that. That sounds like a strange combination. I don't, like... I don't That would be so funny. I, don't, <laughs> I just want to see Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill and that fucking, like, their 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 base or whatever. Yeah. Like, try uh, putting on black suits and stuff. Right? That would have been great. That would have been great. <laughs> Maybe instead of just making them... Uh, uh, making it a crossover having Will Smith and stuff in it maybe they just put him in the Men in Black yeah they just get recruited to the Men in Black yeah like somehow at the beginning of it they take down an alien together and then get recruited to the Men in Black that'd be sweet I also like that 22 Jump Street in the same way that it sort of commented on like high school culture and the way it's yeah. changed from when they were in high school to how it is now yeah. they sort of did the same thing with college where you know, they kind of reverse roles. Mm. Janie Tatum was the one who actually fit into all the frat houses and bullshit. Yeah. And Jonah Hill was kind of you know, left off. Drama. <laughs> well, not... One yeah. of the funniest things was Janie Tatum oh. was jumping up the building. Yeah. And Jonah Hill was on the wire and just writing it up. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Uh, <laughs> Alright, well... That was what, number four? Number four? Uh, of course, uh, I had Edge of Tomorrow, which we already talked about. Yeah, I had The Hobbit as number four. Oh, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh. Nice, very nice. Um, it seemed kind of down, but I'm surprised that that's high. <laughs> I just, well, I didn't like, I didn't think that they needed to split it up in some but that being said, I had a lot of Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. 
Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micah's Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.